One of my fondest memories as a kid was uh, planting a palm tree with my dad in our front yard. I, I don't remember all the details, but I remember waking up on a Saturday and uh, my dad had bought this palm tree and we, and we planted it and we watered it and, and it became a tradition of ours to go out and water our palm tree. Now, I know that my dad probably did most of the work because uh, he was older, he was stronger, and I probably just uh, bu uh, bugged him and annoyed him, but, but just the idea of planting that tree was very special to me. And I don't know why, I remember after planting that tree and for years afterwards, feeling this sense of pride and accomplishment. This, this sense of pride because we had planted this tree that was going to live on for years, and, and I felt like I had done something good for the earth. Like we had done something good for this world by planting that simple tree, that simple palm tree out front. Do any of you know what I'm talking about? Have any of you ever experienced that feeling? Maybe you decided to bring a reusable bag to the store. Or uh, maybe you uh, decided to uh, pick up trash in your community. Maybe uh, you changed your thermostat at home from a regular old one to an energy-saving one. Maybe you started growing your own vegetables in, a, in your garden. Maybe you have gotten into the, the custom of turning off lights that aren't being used in your house. Whatever it may be, in whatever fashion you may have uh, uh, taken action to, to uh, help this earth to be friendly, eco-friendly, and help this earth, Whatever it may be, my guess is that you have felt a sense of accomplishment, a sense of pride for being a part of that, for helping make the earth a little bit better and safer. Whatever you may have done to save energy, to care for the earth, to reduce waste, I am sure that doing so left a sense of pride and a sense of accomplishment within you. Have you ever wondered why those feelings may arise? Have you ever wondered why there's some sort of, uh, of giddy uh, excitement that happens when you do something that's good for the earth or for nature? Have you ever wondered where those feelings come from? You see, I think it comes from the fact that every time we do something that is good for this earth, that it's good for the environment, that we become a part of bringing about heaven here and now for all people. And since that is what we're all called to do as Christians, to bring about heaven here and now for all people, doing something good for the earth, doing something that's eco-friendly, doing something that's good for our environment, is a way that we can bring about heaven here and now. It's a way that we can live into our mission. Now look, I know that some of you are listening to this and you don't really believe me. Some of you are thinking, eh, I don't know that Christians are really called to be eco-friendly or, or to care for the earth or to care about the environment. But, but I want to walk you through three important texts, three scripture texts that have influenced my understanding of how, uh, how and why we need to be eco-friendly and we need to care for this earth and how uh, caring for the earth is a way that we can bring about heaven here and now. So let's get started. The first one, the first text that's important for me, comes from Genesis chapter 1, verse 28. And it says, uh, God has created heaven and earth, and then he looks at humankind, and he says this, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. 
I mean, I think about it. Every living thing that moves upon the earth, trees are living. They're alive and they move with the wind. They are living on this earth. We have been given dominion over the earth, right? I mean, I've heard a lot of Christians and a lot of Christian uh, uh, churches say that, that uh, um, the world has been given to us, that, worth, that earth has been given to us, and that uh, in order to have complete dominion, that what it means is that uh, we can use the earth and this world however we want to that we can eat animals as much as we want to, that we can eat plants as much as we want to, that causing harm to the earth is really no big deal because we have been given dominion over the earth. But here's the thing. I think that's a lie. I, I think that couldn't be further from the truth. To have dominion over the earth doesn't give us the authority to do whatever we want with it. Rather, it gives us a responsibility to take care of it. It gives us a responsibility to be good to it. See, uh, in the, the United Methodist Church, we have this thing called the social principles. And it's not law, but it's kind of where we stand on a lot of things. And it says this about uh, the earth and about the environment. It says, God has granted us stewardship over creation. We should meet these stewardship duties through acts of loving care, and respect. You see, as Christians, it is our job. As people who have been given dominion over the earth, it is our job to care for the earth, to make it better, not to abuse it. You see, that is the Christian definition of having dominion over something or someone. We are called to care for, to respect, to build up, to make better, to sacrifice for the sake of the other. You see, in a healthy relationship, both people, both parties, both entities have to lift one another up, have to make each other better, have to care for one another. Both sacrifice. Both leave each other better off. Now, let me give you the perfect biblical example of what that type of relationship and responsibility looks like. The second scripture I want to share with you comes from Ephesians chapter 5, and it says this, Wives, be subject to your husband as you are to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, just as Christ is the head of the church, the body of which he is the Savior. Just as the church is subject to Christ, so also wives ought to be in everything to their husbands. Now, I'm sure as many of you uh, uh, heard this, maybe you cringed a little bit as I read this text. I know I do. I do every single time I read this. But, but let me tell you, that this, this text, as much as it sounds like it's saying uh, that all wives should just listen to their husbands and do whatever the husband says, if we don't keep reading, we interpret it out of context. Look, I can't argue that that is what the text says, right? To be submissive, but there is so much more to it. Let me keep reading in this text. It says, Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, 
in the same way, husbands should love their wives as they do their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. For no one ever hates his own body, but he nourishes and tenderly cares for it, just as Christ does for the church. Now, did you catch what having dominion or leadership over somebody looks like? Did you catch it? It says very clearly that we are to treat others as Jesus treats the church, that we are to put our own needs aside just as Jesus puts his own needs aside, that we are to sacrifice our lives just as Jesus sacrifices his life. It means that we are supposed to experience or be willing to experience suffering for the sake of others not experiencing suffering, just as Jesus experienced all these things. Jesus, as Jesus experienced suffering so that we could experience resurrection, we too are called. Men are called in this text to care for, to love, to sacrifice, to give up themselves for their wives. I want, I want to be very clear about this. The text doesn't say that women are to be subject to manly authority. It doesn't, at least not to me. To me, what it's really saying is that both husband and wife are to nourish one another, are to tenderly care for one another, are to sacrifice for one another, are to uh, place each other's needs above their own. See, that same type of relationship that Scripture describes between a husband and a wife is the same type of relationship that we are called to have with this earth. Yes, the earth supports us. Yes, the earth gives us food and clothing. Yes, the earth helps meet our needs, but with that type of dominion that we have been given, we're not called to just take and take and take from the earth. We are called to nourish the earth, to care for the earth, to sacrifice for the earth to put the needs of this earth before our very own needs at times. You see, if we are to bring about heaven here and now, then we have to be good stewards of this earth. We have to care for this earth. We have to nurture this earth. Just as the earth cares for us, we have to care for it. That is what a sacrificial relationship looks like. That's what Jesus does for the church that's what we're called to do for one another, and that's what we're called to do for this earth. But okay, let me stop here for a second. Maybe some of you can agree that we're called to nurture and to care for this earth, but, but maybe some of you are wondering, Fernie, what does that have to do with bringing about heaven here and now? What does caring for the earth have anything to do with bringing about heaven here and now? Well, let me explain. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 9, God creates, uh, uh, the, uh, uh, God creates this garden. And in the middle of that garden, God places a tree of life. Now, go with me for a second. If you jump all the way to the end, to the book of Revelation, we're told that uh, heaven comes down to earth. And in the middle of heaven, of this heaven that has come down to earth, there is the tree of life. Here's what it says. It's Revelation chapter 22, verse 2. It says, 
On either side of the river is the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, producing its fruit each month, and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. You see, the Bible, the, the scriptures, this Bible, it begins with the tree of life and it ends with the tree of life. See, friends, hear me say this. God is in the, build, in the business of restoring not just people, but all of creation. God is in the business of restoring not just you and I, but of restoring this earth to that same garden uh, where Adam and Eve first got to experience life. God is restoring not just our hearts, but this world around us so that it may be more like heaven. And you see, because part of the restoration process is uh, to bring about uh, heaven, uh, uh, part of, because we're called to, to bring about heaven and earth. One of the ways that we do that is to nurture this earth, to care for this earth. God is in the business of doing that, and so are we. See, God creates this garden at the beginning, and at the end, God restores that garden. God is going to restore heaven here on earth. And if God is going to restore heaven, then we too are called to restore and care and nurture this earth here and now. Yes, the earth gives us what we need. Let's agree on that. But we must also play a role in nourishing and caring for it as well. We are being invited into this relationship with God to care for and to nurture and to help restore this earth into what it was supposed to be in the first place. Now, look, a friend of mine, he always says that it is irresponsible to bring up a problem without offering a solution. So I've invited my friend Allison to share a little bit with us uh, of a couple of ideas of how we can care for and nurture this earth so that we can bring about heaven here and now. Take a listen to what she has to say. Hey, y'all. I'm Allison, and I am an LSU Health Shreveport Medical School student. That's quite the mouthful. I am a member of Mid-City Church, and I love to see the women's group every Monday night at 6 p.m. They're such an awesome group of women and such a great support system for me here in school. Even though I'm not physically there with them, they're always so supportive of me, and I really appreciate having those great women in my life. Uh, I was asked by Fernie to talk to you all about what it means to kind of be a good stewardess or steward of the environment. So what I typically like to do to be as environmentally conscious as I can be, there are multiple ways to do that, but I have a few that are super easy. One of them I would say is to bring my, your own grocery bags to the store. So bring reusable bags and typically the ones that are best for the environment are ones that are made out of recycled plastic. The second thing I like to do is to typically buy Anything I buy, if it's an option to buy it package free, whether that be soap or produce or shampoo, whatever you can think of that might not have a package that you can get away with buying, I buy it. Also, one of the last things I like to do is buy local. One of the most important things that you can do to cut back on carbon emissions as well as help your own economy is to buy local. So shop at the Red Stick Farmer's Market in Baton Rouge. They have so many awesome vendors and it's such a great way to support the local economy, as I mentioned earlier, as well as to keep carbon emissions down because your food isn't being shipped very long distances. 
So I hope y'all have a good rest of your day. And it was so nice talking to y'all about what it means to be an environmentalist and do some small ways that you can help make a wonderful impact for our earth. Bye y'all. I wanna thank Allison for sharing those ideas with us. I hope you will take those into account. Look friends, I know that caring for the earth can be difficult and tedious. I know it's easy to forget. It happens to me all the time. But maybe start small. Try some of the things that Allison shared with us, but, but maybe it can be as simple as trying to take shorter showers, making sure all the light bulbs are off in your house, the ones that you're not using. Maybe try gardening. Try building your own fruits and vegetables. Do something to care for this earth, to nurture this earth, to be a part of the restorative process that God is doing on this earth. Because see, in doing something, no matter how small it is, in doing something, we join God in the process of restoring uh, creation, all of creation, not just people, but all of creation, back to the way things were supposed to be. And in doing so, we are bringing about heaven here and now for all people. May it be so. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, I, uh, I know that it can be hard to care for this earth at times. I know it can slip our mind. I know that our lives are so busy and so complicated and so full of stress and worry, and, and sometimes caring for this earth is the least of our worries. But God, if we are to bring about heaven here and now, we know that we are being called to, to care for this earth, to nurture for this earth, to be a part of this restorative process. Heaven is coming here on earth. And we're called to nurture and care and help restore for this earth. So God, challenge us, nudge us, push us. May we be, be willing to take responsibility to care and nurture for this earth that has provided so much for each and every one of us. God, I pray this in your most precious and most glorious name. And all God's people said, Amen.